Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. There are many marvelous word pictures or metaphors in the Bible, without which the task of comprehending many of the deeper truths and thoughts of Scripture would be difficult indeed. But most of those whom were used by the Holy Spirit to bring God's divine revelation to man were very adept at the use of such metaphors, and for those of us who love the Bible and the riches that it contains, we come to love the types and shadows and metaphors as well. Second Corinthians, Paul's autobiography in a sense, is a book that is replete with such metaphors. And as we've seen, those in chapter 3 are among the most significant. Listen once again to Paul's word in Second Corinthians 3, verses 16 through 18. But whenever their heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit. Just how is it that we can be transformed as spoken of in these verses. Bob Danker has joined us. Bob, a portion we come back to, but with good reason, isn't there? Yes, Chris, this is a very crucial portion in the New Testament, especially showing us how we as believers in the Lord can actually experience an inward transformation so that we can express the very image of Christ. We will have the image of Christ, and we can express him with this image. Without this portion uh, here in Second Corinthians, we would not be able to understand this important experience or process yeah. that we are going through as a Christian being transformed into the image of Christ. I actually read three verses, and we began the program talking about this matter of metaphors. We touched upon this yesterday with quite a lot of development. But for those who weren't with us yesterday, Bob, talk about a little bit just about the metaphor part of this passage that we that we read a moment ago. Yes, it's uh, quite clear here that Paul is using a metaphor. In verse 18, he himself and his fellow apostles, he says that we are like a mirror, beholding and reflecting the glory of the Lord. And uh, we're a mirror without a veil to cover it. And that's uh, quite a picture. Uh, We all know that a mirror has the capacity to to receive an image and to reflect that image, whatever it receives. But it needs to be uncovered, otherwise it cannot perform its function. So we are just like that in our inner being. We have the capacity to behold Christ, to reflect Christ, to be transformed into the image of Christ. But first of all, the veils have to be removed. So today's message is a continuation, really, of the thought that was introduced yesterday, is more on the how-to part of the uh, equation, I guess. How do we get transformed into this same image? And uh, as you just said, the thing that frustrates a mirror is a veil. 
And uh, that is a key as we consider this and how it applies to us in our daily walk with the Lord uh, and really bringing us into this uh, marvelous, marvelous truth, reality, uh, central point in God's economy, that of being transformed into the image of Christ. And uh, I, I think this picture, our listeners will agree today as we continue about the mirror beholding and reflecting is a, a tremendous aid in seeing this from the Lord's uh, divine revelation. Why don't we join Witness Lee, Bob? To behold and reflect, not only seeing him, but also reflecting him. What can do these two things at the one time? Only mirror. As a mirror, beholding and reflecting, in Greek, this long phrase is just one word. <laughs> this is a metaphoric word. Implies a piece of mirror looking at you. While it is looking at you, it reflects you. Now, how to be a piece of mirror looking at the Lord and reflecting Him? How to do this? Suppose this is a piece of mirror. At the same time, while seeing you, it reflects you. But suppose <laughs> the mirror is still the mirror. No change of position, no change of environment, no change of anything. But a layer of veil is upon it. So the face of the mirror is veiled. It's veiled. As long as a piece of mirror is veiled, it loses its function to the utmost. Now this mirror becomes nothing because it is veiled. Hallelujah. Amen. The mercy and the grace of the Lord has taken away the veil. Amen. Now the mirror is unveiled. Amen. You and I, we are the mirrors. You check with yourself. As a mirror, are you veiled or unveiled? The veil must be removed. We all have to be unveiled. Bob, he posed a riveting question here near the end. He says, you check with yourself as a mirror, are you veiled or unveiled? And instantly I found myself, you know, trying to take a quick inventory <laughs> and I saw some things and maybe many of our listeners are going through the same exercise. But let's set that aside for a minute. We've got two more portions of his sharing and two more opportunities and we can talk about some of these things that veil us. But let's talk about what the object of our beholding should be rather than get focused on how we're doing here. Why don't we focus on him in this first portion? That's right. Uh, actually, Paul says here that we are uh, like a mirror beholding and reflecting the glory of the Lord. So what we are beholding is the Lord in glory, is the Lord himself who has passed through the process of incarnation, human living, death on the cross to accomplish our redemption, and has entered into resurrection with his humanity he has been resurrected and glorified. And today, as Paul said in verse 17, this Lord, 
the resurrected and glorified one is the Spirit. Mm. He has changed his form from the form of the flesh to the form of the Spirit. And now we don't see him physically anymore. He's not walking on the earth physically as he was before. But now he's in the form of the life-giving Spirit. And this life-giving Spirit is a compound spirit full of the riches of the glorified Jesus. He's the spirit of the glorified Jesus. And when we uh, are unveiled uh, in our inner being, whenever we read the Word of God, let's say, or whenever we enter into genuine Christian fellowship, you know, we can actually see, not with our physical eyes, of course, mm-hmm. but with our inner eyes, the eyes of our heart, we can see this glorious Christ. And this is the one who transforms us as we behold him and reflect him. So perhaps one way of determining whether we're veiled or not is to ask ourselves, when we read the Bible, do we see the glorious Christ? (laughs) How much do we see Christ in the Word? Actually, Christ is the main subject of the entire Scriptures. And God's desire is that we would be transformed into his image by beholding him and reflecting him. Marvelous. Uh, Okay, let's now um, turn our focus a little bit to the veils. A veil is a curtain. A veil is a separating uh, device. And we have this marvelous picture that we've talked about before in the Old Testament, that of the tabernacle with uh, a couple of veils, actually, uh, in front of the two chambers of the uh, tabernacle itself, the holy place and the holy of holies. The first separating veil uh, that I think all Christians become aware of, or even uh, those who are considering becoming a Christian and going through that process, is obviously the matter of sin. Our sins separate us from God, and that veil, we realize, is done away. But there are other veils, and there's a second veil in the tabernacle that is really the more significant one as we progress in the Christian life, in the Christian walk. We're going to somewhat focus on this aspect of the veil and its removal, and it can represent many things that uh, don't really touch sin at all. Isn't that correct, Bob? That's right, Chris. These are deeper things, things related to our background or even our disposition, our human situation in our inner being. They are more inward. They're not just outward sinful deeds, but they're inward matters of the heart. And even in this passage that we are reading today, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if we go back a couple of verses, verse 15 says, Indeed, unto this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart, implying that such a holy, sanctified thing as the law of Moses could uh, become, in a sense, a kind of a veil separating us from God. That's Am I right. missing something here? Or? That's right, Chris. Anything can be a veil that causes us to be unable to see the glory of the Lord. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee. If you were born a quiet person in any kind of situation, you hate noise. If you come to a cathedral with a high steep ceiling within it is not bright the darkened atmosphere makes you all quiet person by birth they all admire at this kind of meeting place worship place they consider this is a kind of 
reverence to God. This is kind of godly fear. When Paul says, we with unveiled face, as a mirror beholding and reflecting, huh? when he said this, he had a background. And the background was the Jewish people, all veiled with their Jewish religion. My, you thought of Tarsus, taught people to despise circumcision. Whatever you say, I will not listen to. Paul had this kind of background. We have the religious veils. We have our veils by natural birds. We have the veils by our character. The American character prefers this kind of animal, sir. The Japanese character prefers another kind of animal, sir. And the French, their preference is absolutely different from the German choice. All these racial characters, dispositions, habits, customs, and so forth, all become lures of veils. Let me tell you the truth. I'm a little concerned for some of you. Deep within, some lures veiling you. The truth couldn't penetrate into your being. The light of this truth could not shine through. You are just like a camera. The shutter doesn't work. No light gets in. So all your films will be just what? Blank. Now, Bob, we just uh, remarking here, he extends the metaphor of the mirror now to another metaphor, a metaphor of a camera with a lens and shutter and uh, film. Talk about some of these things. Again, uh, not sinful things, our natural characteristics, our dispositions, such things. How could these be things veiling us from Christ? Yes, Chris, these things, our natural character, disposition, uh, our customs, and even our religious concepts, they become a kind of a covering that prevents the light from penetrating into us so that we cannot see the glory of Christ when we read the scriptures, when we fellowship with other believers, when we listen to a a message given by one of the Lord's servants, let's say. Something in our mind, some concept, some religious thoughts, or even our own disposition might become a kind of a covering over our heart, preventing us from taking in the scenery Uh that's being presented to us, either in the Scriptures or in a uh, message given by one of the Lord's servants. We just don't have the capacity to open ourselves, and the light cannot get in, and so the, the scenery cannot enter in. And as the metaphor of the camera is very, very good, eventually, since the shutter doesn't open, the light doesn't get in, and that no image on the film. Or I suppose you could uh, extend this metaphor a bit further. The veil could be like a lens cap that doesn't get removed. Even if the shutter's working, the camera's loaded, uh, everything is in working order. But if you don't take the cover off the lens, 
uh, no image. That's exactly right. I mean, so many things have to be just right in order to get that image into that camera and impressed on that film. Well, the real image that we should behold when we uh, read the word fellowship with others, believers, is just the glorious Christ, the glorified Jesus. He is the scenery yes. in God's economy. And God wants to bring that scenery into our inner being and impress it on our spirit as the film so that this very one that we are beholding is impressed or imparted into our inner being. And then a metabolic change takes place. Our old disposition, our old nature is discharged and God's divine essence is wrought into us and we experience an inward transformation. This is what the scriptures describe as the process of transformation. Wow. And it depends, altogether depends, on whether we have an unveiled face. He used this example of uh, uh, the dark, uh, quiet cathedral. He could have just as well, it struck me, as used the example of a, you know, a very loud, boisterous Pentecostal kind of meeting. His point there wasn't the cathedral or the Pentecostal. It was, if this is something that is just there, our choice because it matches our natural disposition, then any environment like this could become a veil, couldn't it? Exactly. Anything, especially those things that match our personal preferences. We're just comfortable in that kind of environment, eventually that becomes a veil that prevents us from seeing the glorified Jesus. Well, uh, I've selected a verse to read, um, a couple actually short ones before our final portion today, because uh, I think these, although they're not specifically going to be referred to, I do think they speak to uh, really the message that Paul is ultimately bringing us all to. And that is, as he says in Hebrews chapter 10, Having therefore, brothers, boldness for entering the Holy of Holies in the blood of Jesus, which entrance he initiated for us as a new and living way through the veil, that is his flesh. Christ has made a way, hasn't he, Bob, through all the veils? He certainly has. For us to enter into the Holy of Holies, and we all know that that's where the glory is. All right, let's go back to Witness Lee. Lord, have mercy of all the dear ones who are still holding some hidden secret veils to veil their eyes from seeing the light of these truths. You must look to the Lord and you must pray how we behold and reflect the glory of the Lord. Wait, unveil the face. Lord, I don't care whether the meeting is quiet or it's noisy. I don't care whether the speaker is a Chinaman or a typical American. I don't care as long as here is the truth. I receive it. I don't care for the way to meet. I only care for Christ. Amen. See, you are unveiled. Amen. And you do have a spirit with a heart Amen. and a mind all together without covering. Amen. Many times you may use your camera and touch the shutter, but the cover 
still remains on the lens. You see, no light with the view could enter into your camera to reach the film. You must look to the Lord, Lord, take away my camera. Take away my veil. Remove all my opinions. I'm so open, absolutely unveiled. Then, by doing this, you just behold. Look at him. While you behold, look at him, you reflect him. Dear saints, while you behold and look at him and reflecting, reflect him in this way, he is added. His essence, element, is being added into your being. Then you will have the metabolic change. Transformed to his image. Hallelujah. Isn't this one yes. Well, Bob, as we just heard this tremendous conclusion, uh, at this point, in a way, the metaphor breaks down because something is possible with us as the real mirrors that is not possible with the physical mirror. There's an element being added that changes everything. That's right. This is the result of our beholding and reflecting the Lord. His element, his essence is transmitted into us, and we undergo or experience an inward metabolic transformation, little by little, from glory to glory, to have the same image as the glorified Jesus. This is, as Witness Lee said, isn't this wonderful? (laughs) This is truly wonderful. This is truly wonderful. But I do uh, appreciate that he did say that we need to turn our heart to the Lord and pray. Yeah. Pray, Lord, I don't want to be covered by anything. I want you to remove all my veils. I just let go of everything. I don't care for anything. I only care to behold and reflect you. I believe if we would try to pray in such a way, really opening our heart to the Lord, as we read his word, as we hear these life study programs and so forth, we will behold and reflect something of Christ, and we will experience this inward transformation that Paul is speaking about here. So this is more than just a uh, superficial, shallow prayer. This really entails some digging and dealing with the Lord, doesn't it? If these deep, inner, personal, intimate veils are going to be touched and ultimately removed, that requires some pretty serious exchange between us and the Lord, doesn't it? It really does. It requires that we open our whole being. In a sense, we let go of everything that is from our background, our disposition, our nature, our concepts, our preferences, and so forth, and we just desire to behold and reflect the glorified Jesus. We turn our heart to Him, as the verse says, whenever the heart turns to the Lord, The veil is taken away. Bob, that answers a lot. I mean, uh, many times we just choose not to turn our hearts to the Lord. Uh, We stiffen, we become stubborn, and really what that indicates is the presence of a veil. Just the act of actually turning often is enough, isn't it, for the Lord to remove the veil. Exactly. And become the beauty and object of our beholding. Marvelous. It is. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't this wonderful? This is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he provided a perfect uh, ending, I think, to our program today. 
really good fellowship. Thanks again. I always enjoy our time. It's a pleasure to be here, Chris. Well, we uh, enjoy your presence as well. Uh, of course, without you, uh, this would be pretty well-meaning. So uh, for you to take the time to contact us and just let us know that you're receiving this ministry and uh, the help and light that you're receiving is a tremendous encouragement and uplifting factor for all of those who work very hard to bring you these programs. So on their behalf and ours, I will just make that uh, available to you. We have provided a toll-free number. Uh, we don't uh, make any solicitation. we just like to hear from you and answer any questions that you have and send you any material that you've requested. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. And that is all the time we have today. For Bob Danker and Chris Wild. we hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788. 